crazy mother. Thanks for tuning in to Seriously Call Me. I'm one of your co-hosts, Alani. And I'm your other co-host, Ariana. And we took a, you know, typical unplanned hiatus. We've done that a couple times before. But thank you for tuning in again to this one. So we're just going to start off again if you, just a little recap since it's uh, been a while. This podcast is basically where we talk about everything pop culture or internet or movies and TV. Basically anything entertainment goes. The reason it's over the phone is because I'm currently located in Chicago and Ariana is currently located in sunny California, and it's snowing here, so I'm a little jealous. Since it's been a while, we kind of just wanted to do, like, a little recap episode in terms of, like, you know, we're getting to the end of the year, and we want to just talk about what we're looking forward to in the entertainment world. I think we're going to kick it off with movies that (laughs) we're excited to see um, in November and December, so I'm going to start with... Knives Out. Ooh. It has a whole bunch of people in it that I'll probably forget, like Chris Evans, Jamie Lee Curtis, other people. <laughs> um, to be honest, I'm a sucker for whodunit stories. Mm-hmm. Like, I will see. If it looks slightly good, I will go see it. And this one looks more than good and has a very high critics rating and honestly i am a person who pays attention to like what critics write i will still go see something but i I pay attention and it looks so good i'm excited to see chris evans outside of mcu finally (laughs) and yeah i it's got like keith stanfield in it too i think um and i'm just excited for like a different type of movie like mystery thriller or something i feel like i haven't seen one of those in a long time it has a very like i don't know if noir is the right word but it has a very like old timey feel to it too so it's like a yeah yeah, it's like an old old timey even though it's modern day i think but Mm -hmm. but yeah old hollywood vibe right yeah yeah and i'm i'm in need for a good one because (laughs) i think the last movie i saw was the joker (laughs) Why did you see that movie? Uh, <laughs> Alright. Uh, little sidebar. Um, I I thought the trailer looked decent. And I was like... On one side, I was thinking... I don't like backstories with villains. Because a villain is more interesting and frightening. If I don't know what drove them to madness. And then on the other side, I saw... The trailer, which, I, like I said, I was intrigued by, and then I saw people praising it, and now I know that those people praising it were a limited amount of reviews that were released beforehand, because the scales have really tipped on that movie since it actually came out, and, actual, and other critics actually saying, like, oh, this isn't as good as everyone was claiming it to be. So anyway, I went to go see it. Um... There were multiple signs that I should not have seen that movie. Like, I pulled up to the theater, and there's a police car parked there. It was definitely there, I think, to scare people away in case something harmful happened, because I think there was an issue at a California theater, and they ended up stopping the showings. That's crazy. Anyway, I saw it. 
was very troubled by the fact that a lot of people in my theater were laughing and thought that what was happening to him was like funny and ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And which I think is a main criticism of why people said this movie shouldn't have been made. Mm-hmm. The acting was fine, Joaquin was fine, but I left the movie with the same question I walked into the theater with, was, which was, was this necessary? And I <laughs> have my answer. <laughs> that is my favorite mini-review I've ever heard for the Joker. <laughs> I specifically didn't go see it because if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I am obsessed with superhero movies. If DC and Marvel alike, I prefer Marvel, but like that's not, like I will see a DC movie and like it. So when the trailer came out, I was very excited. And I, I reported on it for Bustle. And I was excited about it. And then all of this discourse started happening about it. And it started to not sound like my cup of tea in terms of, like, the storyline or whatever. And, like, if you know comic books and if you know DC, you know that the Joker doesn't have an origin. Like, this is brand new. Like, this was created and made up specifically for this movie. So... Like you, I think I would have preferred if that had been kept the same. Because I feel like Joker is such a larger-than-life character. And I feel like having an origin story like this specifically, where you're humanizing him in such a way, I just felt like, I don't know, I feel like it's weird. And people are idolizing him. Like, people have always idolized the Joker. It's, like, a bit troubling before. But then now with this one, with, like, incels and, like, again, just this whole conversation. It was just, like... It really put me off from the movie, and I specifically didn't go to the theaters because, like, I am <laughs> I'm a very nervous person when it comes to certain things, and even if there's a, like, slight chance something could go wrong, like, I will not partake. So, again, all this conversation about, like, these security threats and whatever, like, one of my biggest fears is sitting in a movie theater and something, like, really bad happening. So, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna sit this one out. It's not... It's not worth it. It's not worth it in the end. And, you know, movies are so ex- freaking expensive nowadays anyway. It's like, do I want to put my coin out there for this? Like, I can confirm that you were smart to keep the coin. <laughs> Going back. Coming back from the sidebar. So, the movies I'm looking forward to. It, I haven't been in movies in a while. I just saw Last Christmas, which I really liked. It was super cute. Um, I'm not a Christmas person, and I also must staunch believer that you shouldn't even be the word uttering the word Christmas until the day after Thanksgiving. But I do. I did like the movie, and I love. It. I think it was because I loved Amelia Clark and I like Henry Golding. So, but I'm looking forward to Charlie's Angels. Like I've been looking forward to that movie since before the trailer came out. Uh, I know we've talked about reboots before, and I did say that. I think we both said that. Like you know, specifically this Charlie's Angels reboot, like wasn't necessary. However, that first trailer and the fact that Kristen Stewart's in it just, like, grabbed my heart and, like, will not let go. So, I'm very, very, very excited to see that. I'm also very excited to see Little Women. I've, I've seen a an earlier cut of the movie, like, a couple months ago, and absolutely fell in love. I read the book as a kid, and I watched the 1994 version with Winona Ryder, and Susan Sarandon, and this one just blew that one out of the water. Because I, I, like, I like that movie. Like, when I was a kid, like, I loved that movie. And the, the new one just blew it out of the water. 
And if you're a fan, even slightly, of, like, Shersha Ronan, Tim- Timothy Chalamet, um, or Florence Pugh, you're going to love this movie. But it's also just, like, expertly told. Like, five, five stars to Greta Gerwig. Like, she's done it again. <laughs> and also, I will say that Ariana knows that I used to make fun of her for liking Timothy Chalamet, Timothee Chalamet. I never liked Timothy <laughs> Chalamet. I said... That I uncontrollably had to watch multiple interviews with him. Okay, let's let's put it at that. So she had a little soft spot for him. Okay, fine, whatever. But um, and I I would like poke fun at her for it because I never understood it. Like I never got the fascination with Timothy Chalamet because I like I've seen Call Me by Your Name. Love that movie. He's good in it. He's, you could even say he's great in it. But I just, I don't know, I just didn't understand why, like, so many people on the internet, like, loved him. But then I saw him as Laurie in Little Women, and completely changed. Like, completely 180 opinion, because now I'm, like, a huge fan of his. Like, I honestly, I don't even know if I find him attractive. I just, like, his, his swagger in this movie, like, and his just, like, the way he plays Laurie, who, you know, originally was played by Christian Bale. So, very big shoes to fill. But, like, oh, my God. It's just, oh, and him and Shersha, who plays Joe. Uh, it's just so good. So, whatever. So, I've seen the movie already, but I am very excited to see, like, the final cut, like, everything together. And to see it with my whole family. Because I saw it with my sister. And she was crying. And she doesn't usually cry at movies. But, yeah, to see it with my whole family. It's going to be very, very, very good. Those are the two I'm very excited for. I'm sure there are a couple others that are coming out that I'll see, but those are them for me. Oh, how the tables have turned. <laughs> in regards you, to Timothee Chalamet. You can make fun of me all you want. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> I, I, I'm big enough to say in this instance I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and also, he is great in interviews. Like, I, I see that now. Like, he's just so, like, awkward, but, like, not in a cringe way. And he's chaotic in a beautifully cerebral and innocent way. Yes! Oh, my God. That is the perfect description. I'm going to get that printed out and, like, put up on and my wall. very quotable this episode. <laughs> One more movie, but it's just going to be a quick thing because oh, yeah. probably every, everyone wants to see this. Yeah. Um, Frozen 2. Oh, frick. Yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot that that, yeah. Yeah, like, that's a no-brainer. It also comes out, like, the same week as um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood with Tom Hanks, which I also Oh, my see. God. See, I uh, see. I knew that there were so many movies coming out. Yeah, no, that was going to be, like, see. very heavy-hitting month. Um... But I, I'll put Frozen 2 ahead just because I'll probably see it before I see Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. But, yeah, like, I'm a sucker for Giants. I'm a sucker for freaking animated movies. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I wasn't, like, as obs- – I mean, I, I do have the Frozen soundtrack on my Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. But uh, I wasn't as, like, crazy about it as everyone was. I enjoyed it, but people were, like – weirdly obsessed with it um but i'm excited for it to come back and to see it and i just i think it looks so beautiful the animation is so well done 
and the colors and everything in the trailer and obviously that's a little bit just little snippets and I love that they haven't really shown what the plot of this movie is going to be which I'm a fan of because I hate trailers that show me everything it really mm-hmm. bugs me mm-hmm. um so there's still a lot of mystery with this one which I'm very surprised about. I'm very surprised that they've kept that so firmly under under wraps. Mm-hmm. And I'm excited for new music. So Frozen 2, it's definitely a must-see for me. Absolutely. Let's move on to TV. Well, the first thing that came to mind was you because Ariana and I were just talking about it because the announcement just came out that our uh, beautiful pen badge will be back on our screens on uh, December 26th. Yeah, I don't want to get into, like, what it's about, because if you haven't watched the first season, you should do so. Someone tweeted, someone tweeted, they were like, our problematic king is coming back. I'm like, he's a murderer. (laughs) Problematic. That's my favorite thing. When, I remember I used to go into Tumblr, and someone was talking about um, Evan Peters, and they were like, I fell in love with him. One of American Horror Story. And someone was like, uh, didn't he do some things in American Horror Story mm-hmm. season one while dressed in a black latex suit? And the response was like, no one's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's where our standards have gone yep. these days. I mean, hey, if Tate Lind- Langdon, if he hit on me, I would be very responsive. So there's that. <laughs> Uh, oh gosh, <laughs> uh, so you is coming out we're very excited for that one um also like it's just like an interesting storyline the characters are really good i'm very excited that they're bring, bringing on victoria padretti i think is how you say her name um she was on the haunting of hill house which was my favorite one of my favorite shows from last year and then i'm also very excited for the crown that comes out this weekend I don't really know when I'm going to find the time to watch it. And, like, now that I don't live with my mom, I'm kind of sad because that was our show that we would watch together. So I guess I'm going to have to, like, go over there. Like, it's it's now, like, I have an obligation. Like, I can't watch it by myself, which is, like, a bit annoying because, you know, after a long day of work, you're like, oh, I just want to, like, kick my feet up, grab some wine, and just watch Royal Madness. But now I can't do that. Um, but I am still really excited, and I'm excited to see what they do with um, – like, obviously, if you've seen The Favorite, you know that Olivia Coleman can play a queen quite well. Um, but I'm very excited to see her take on Elizabeth II. I'll do one that I want to see, and then probably one that's been in my Netflix queue forever that I need to actually watch. Yeah. So, first one is going to be a new Netflix show, and I believe it comes out November 22nd. And it's called Dolly Parton's Heartstrings, and it'll probably be a mess, and I'm most certainly going to love it, regardless. Um, Because it's literally a series that is taking her most well-known songs and then turning them into, like, mini TV movies. What? I love Dolly Parton songs, and... That just sounds like the series for me, romance, drama, an episode dedicated to the infamous Jolene. Mm. Like, this has everything for me, specifically. So, I will definitely binge that when it comes out. 
I literally have a list on my computer of shows that I need to get through to watch. I have heard good things about the end of the effing world. Mm. So I might start watching that. I know that they just came out with a second season. Mm-hmm. And I think they said that the first season was written where like the first season was good enough, but then they had the second season, which is kind of what happened with Fleabag. Mm-hmm. And not kind of, but is what happened with Fleabag. And I was behind when it came to the Fleabag momentum, but I caught on eventually. So I think I'm going to hop on this train too and see if it's any good. Yeah, I've heard good things about that one. I haven't seen it. Um, and I had no idea about the Dolly Parton one, because that is my shit. Like, that sounds great. <laughs> like, as the, you podcast listeners and Ariana know, I hate country music, but Dolly Parton, mm, that woman has a way to my heart. She is so good. Like, that's partly why I liked Dumplin' so much, is just the yeah. way that they used her songs. Um, and also, because her songs are just so good. Like, even the obscure ones. And now I'm so excited to watch it and then like every single freaking tweet about which is my method to binge watching shows. That is the list of TV shows and movies that Alon and I plan to become obsessed with until the end of 2019. segment of the show called uh, Charged Up. So this is a segment where we each talk about one thing that got us really excited. We haven't uh, obviously done a podcast in several weeks, um, so it it's going to be, you know, more recent of something that got us really excited, yet put a smile on our face, or continues to do so. And I'm going to continue to talk about TV, because I apparently do nothing else with my life, except watch new shows. So, um, I have been a fan of John Green for a while. I read The Fault in Our Stars, tried to read Paper Town, didn't get through it, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, I'm a fan of his work, and I'm just a fan of him. And who he comes across as a person um, for his, like, YouTube and things like that. So I knew that I wanted to give Looking for Alaska a chance, even though I hadn't seen it before. And I heard that there were some issues with it, like, being manic pixie dream girl type-esque writing and narrative. But I was like, I'll strap in and give it a chance. And I, I admit that the first episode, you have to, like, get through it a little bit. But it's definitely worth the watch. I'm a little disappointed that people aren't talking about it more on social media. It's on Hulu. It came out mid-October, I believe. And I just finished watching it. It's eight episodes. I think John's books need that type of length to stretch out who the characters are. Uh, I believe that this... Dive deeper, though, into the characters. And it's not just from the male narrator's point of view, which kind of takes away that criticism of Manic Pixie Dream Girl. And if you watch it for any reason, watch it for the colonel, who's played by this actor named Denny Love, who I think is just, like, 
an absolute embodiment of scene stealer. So good. <laughs> Everything he does, so heartfelt, so believable. I, you don't even like him in some episodes, and I'm so, like, I want him to be in every scene. He is amazing, a masterclass in acting. I will continue to praise him. So, if you need just one reason, watch it for him. But also, the the actors that were tapped for this were perfectly cast. And give it a watch. And then tweet about it so more people watch it. Do, I'm assuming it's not going to get a second season with how it ends. Yeah, no, it's a limited series. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Maybe they'll, like, adapt other uh, things that he's written in a, in a good way. Before you, okay. before you do yours, how to let it snow? Because that's him, too. He wrote that, too? Yeah, he co-wrote it with two other people. I liked it a lot. So let it snow. It kind of, it's a new Netflix, like, teen rom-com um but it does have some serious aspects which is what I like really like about John Green's writing obviously he kind of you know there's a lot of criticism that I also agree with but I think he does really a really good job of like you know gathering that like teenage romance like spirit but then also kind of making it like funny yeah no I really liked it it's definitely definitely worth the watch especially if you like rom-coms yeah, it focuses on, like, several different couples, and I can't remember how many. And, like, there's even, like, different friend dynamics. It's not just, like, romantic. Um, although, like, the majority of them are, because that's, like, kind of the point. And, like I said before, like, I don't like Christmas movies. Um, well, that's not true. I like Christmas movies, or some Christmas movies. Um, but this one takes place, I think, on the, on Christmas Eve. And it doesn't have, like, an over an overly, like, festive feel which I like it's just like a good winter movie I really liked it would recommend okay moving on to me I am going to be talking about the twilight resurgence or the twilight renaissance as I would like to call it and yeah I don't know if we've talked if I've talked about this or mentioned this before on the podcast but if you follow me on social media you know that uh I was obsessed with Twilight still and it's like right there under the surface like I still am but definitely not to the extent that I was when I was like in high school and middle school but I don't know this Twilight resurgence is really uh really trying to dig that 13 year old Alani back up so I mean I have I have a TikTok account yes I do and I don't post anything but I have it to like watch TikToks because I feel like now they're getting, they're, like, very Vine. Like, it's a very, like, much of Vine energy, and I just find them all pretty funny. But... I want you to know that I don't really know what TikTok is, and I don't want anybody to explain it to me, because okay. I, I want to live in this world not knowing what TikTok is. I'm comfortable with that. Then I, I just wanted to keep that up there. Well, I won't explain what TikTok is then, but right now, like, the, the go-to, like, TikTok, like... A popular TikTok trend is like Twilight based, like people reliving what they thought when they watched Twilight, like people reliving scenes from Twilight, people rewatching them and like adding commentary. Like it's everywhere. Like I think every single time I go on TikTok, I'll see at least like one. 
And maybe it's because I'm liking them, and so, like, you know, it comes back on my feed. But, like, also they're popular. Like, they have, like, thousands of likes. So that's definitely not what started it. Um, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that it's happening now that Robert Pattinson and Kristen Stewart are, like, back in, like, mainstream movies and, like, the mainstream media. Um, again, I was super obsessed with them as a kid, so I've followed their careers, like, pretty extensively since 2012 when... Breaking Down Part 2 came out, um, so I, I obviously know what they've been doing, and, and I also know that, like, they are great actors, and, like, I also knew it when Twilight came out, because whatever, but <laughs> they've definitely proven, like, for anyone who was, like, uh, the sparkles, like, they've proven, like, <laughs> you used to have that be a sound bite. <laughs> so, for all you sparkle vampire haters, he's a great actor, okay? And all of you who, like, bitched at Kristen Stewart for biting her lip excessively, she's also a great actress. So, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting into rant territory. But basically, um, I've been following them for a while, but now they're back in the mainstream media and we're seeing a Twilight resurgence, which is interesting because the 10-year anniversary was last year. And, like, you saw a little bit of it last year, but I feel like recently it's just been out of hand. Um, so, which is, like, not great for my mental state because um, it just brings me back to when I was a teenager and, like, I don't know. I, I am enjoying it. I really am enjoying it. I'm enjoying – I didn't have a Twitter in 2012, so I'm kind of grateful because all of my, like, obsessive, like, episodes – uh, like, were not put out into the world. Like, I had a polyvore, and I think that was it. And even that was, like, a little, like, <laughs> that was a little, like, uh, cringy. And thank God, like, mine really was never attached to it. But anyway, so, yeah, I'm very excited. Um, I posted, I w recently wrote, like, an insider article about the time that I, <laughs> that I went to Volterra in Italy. Um, and I was very excited to write that. <laughs> so I was happy for you when I saw that you were able to write that yeah I was very happy to relive that those moments because it really hits home how big of a Twilight fan I was and still am so like I really just cannot delve into how obsessed I was like it was insane it was insane Got to go to Volterra. I interviewed Kellen Lutz last year. Like, you know, 13-year-old me is e eating well. She's she's doing well. For all the shit she had to go through, you know, adolescence, awkwardness, braces. We're eating well now. It's all good. Look at her now. Look at this glow up. Look at her now. I hope, I hope it results in, like, a reunion of sorts. I don't want it rebooted at all. They need to get their hands off of that. I don't want a reboot. I don't want a spin-off. I has that been thrown out there? Um, yeah. It has. Oh, no. Yeah, people ask them all the time. They ask Helen lots of, um, about it last year. And it's like, I honestly really don't think it's going to go anywhere just because it was so insanely popular when it was out. And it also really wasn't that long ago. Like, yes, it's been 10 years since the first one, but it's only been seven years or something since the last one. They need to come back to it maybe in 20 years, or, or 20 years maybe from the first one. And even then, I don't know, I feel like reboots 
can work, you know? Like, they're doing a Save by the Bell reboot. They're doing, like, all these other things. But, like, it's been, like, 15, 20 years. Or I guess Save by the Bell, it's been even longer. And also, I feel like none of them had the, like, massive reach that Twilight did. Like, Twilight was just insanely big. I don't think that they should ever try and touch it and make a reboot. What I would like is for Stephanie Meyer to get off her ass and re- and finish writing Midnight Sun because, honestly, what is that woman doing? Nothing. She is doing absolutely nothing. But she is sitting on Midnight Sun. That's what I would like to see. I would like, where is my, Stephanie, hello, where is my Midnight Sun copy? I would. Attention, Stephanie Myers. <laughs> I would like that sent to me ASAP. And yeah, that's the only thing I want to see from the Twilight universe. I don't want to see what's happening between Renesmee and Jacob. I could care less. Um, <laughs> but yes, I accept this Twilight resurgence. And I more accept the Chris and Stewart bar pants and resurgence because they deserve the respect that they're getting. Um. And I support each of them wholeheartedly. And um, Robert Pattinson is going to make me see a Batman movie for the first time ever. Um, Gosh, Lonnie, I cannot believe you have not seen Heath Ledger's greatness. I, okay, I would watch it just for him. I just have never done it. Superman was a big thing in my house, like, growing up. And then 2008 Marvel happened, and then it was just all downhill from there. And I don't know. Like, I know we had Batman begin, or I know we had Tim Burton's Batman in our house. And I probably have seen that one, but it's been forever. Um, yeah, I don't know why I never watched the Christian Bale one, but I have not. I feel like I'm just too far gone that I feel like I, I can't. Also, I don't like, <sighs> this is going to, like, make maybe some people mad, but I don't like Batman. I think he's, like... I don't know. I just don't like the idea of him as a superhero. But I am like you I can end it right there just to upset. <laughs> like, well, so I'm reviewing Batwoman for AV Club and I love that show, by the way. Absolutely adore it. And I people were hating are still hating on Ruby Rose. And like, you know, say what you want about her and like whatever, but like I don't know, she's like a good Batwoman whatever I said it um and I also just think she's a better character than like Bruce Wayne ever was um but I will say because I'm watching Batwoman it is opening my eyes up more to possibly liking the character of Batman but or at least like delving more into him so maybe I will watch the Christian Bale one before I see Robert Pattinson's but I already know for a fact Robert Pattinson's gonna knock it out of the park because it's Robert Pattinson so Okay, well, <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of Seriously Call Me, where we both, by both I mean me, went completely like unhinged for like a hot second. But yeah, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to our SoundCloud channel. Follow us. We have our personal Twitter accounts, and then we have a, a Twitter account called Seriously Call Me. And yeah, so thanks for tuning in. I've been your host, Alani. I've been your other host, Ariata. And yeah, we're going to sign off. Bye. Bye.